1: And I believe that that's
0: really why you're here. Christ died for us. History Makers. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with Peter J. Daniels. Peter was born in Adelaide in 1932. He's an Aussie life coach, writer, and professional speaker. He's authored many books and uh, has an incredible story to tell uh, of uh, how God has worked in his life. Welcome to the program, Peter. Thank you. I'm delighted to be with you. Now, Peter, I first heard about you many years ago when I was doing Bible college uh, at Phil Pringles Church in Sydney, and I got this videotape of this bloke named Peter Daniels speaking about uh, life and success and an incredible story. And ever since, I've been wanting to chat to you on the radio, so it's good to finally grab you on the phone today. Uh, For those listeners who don't know much about your story... Let's go back to the beginning. Tell us about uh, what life was like for you uh, growing up as a young fellow in Adelaide and uh, how you uh, how you came to Christ. What was the early life like for you for Peter J. Daniels?
1: Well, I came from a very tatty background. I had four fathers and two mothers. Uh, I was very ill, and uh, when I went to school, they thought I had brain damage, and they were going to put me into an opportunity class for brain-damaged children and my teacher said, well, no, he's not brain damage. He's just a little bit stupid. And uh, <clears throat> so by the time I was 26, I'd never passed a grade at school. I, uh, I had difficulty in articulating words and comprehension. And I came to Christ on May the 25th, 1959 at a Billy Graham crusade in Adelaide. And at that point, I suddenly realized I was equal with all men before God. And I I well, that if I was equal with all men before God, I no need to accept inequality with anyone. I was the son of a king, and that made the difference. And uh, I believe that God gave me a sense of presence and value of my own life. And uh, so I started a training course, uh, self-induced and uh, self-selected, and uh, studied law, accountancy, philosophy, theology, modern ancient history, politics, and economics and uh, I wanted to go into business and see how much money one human being could give away in their lifetime.
0: So you were a third-generation welfare recipient as a young fella. You had two alcoholic brothers, uh, four fathers and two mothers. Uh, Many of your relatives had been in jail. You failed every grade in school and became a bricklayer, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then you were hopelessly in debt, and then you come to Christ at the age of 26 at a Billy Graham crusade. Did everyone notice the change in your life at that moment?
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, someone even today that knew me then and knows me now said he walked in one person, he marched out an entirely different person. And uh, I suppose uh, I, uh, I think in uh, that terms of Caesar and Cicero, uh, they said when Caesar spoke, women fainted. When Cicero spoke, men marched.
0: Now, part of your story is... You basically went into business and failed three times.
1: Yes, paid it back, failed three times. As uh, a matter of fact, my wife was uh, very concerned because she said, "Peter, you are working so hard. You are so focused. You've lost all this weight. You are going to die. I said, She said, and no, I don't look good in black. And, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I said, I won't die. She said, why not? I said, because God is teaching me and he knows what a stubborn ass I am. <laughs> <laughs> but the fourth time, I was very successful and had businesses in three countries, and uh, today our interest extend to 28 countries around the world. We still have no overdraft, no loans, no mortgages anywhere in the world. We own the only full reserve gold and silver bank in the world. We print currencies. We're the largest supplier of business material to churches in the entire world.
0: And I'm just reading in your biography here that you've read over 2,000 biographies That must have helped a bit, hey?
1: Well, that was in the beginning. I'm past 6,000 now.
0: 6,000 biographies?
1: Yes. Now, you you see, because I never went through schooling, I don't read the same way as you do. I can recall fairly well, and uh, I can read very promptly because I know what I want out of a book. Most people pick up a book and say, well, this should be interesting. I wonder what it will tell me. Well, I know what I want out of the book before I even read it, and so uh, I'm able to hone in very quickly.
0: Now, I know you've also served as a director and chairman of a range of international boards. What kind of ministries and boards have you been a part of?
1: Well, in Christian work, I was uh, I was chairman of the board of directors of Youth of Christ Australia. I was on the world board as an international treasurer covering 114 countries. I was on the world board of Dr. Robert Schiller Ministries. I helped build the Christian Cathedral. I was on the uh, world board of the Hague Institute of Advanced Leadership Training. Uh, on the World Board of Worldwide Leadership Council and, uh, and a number of others.
0: We should just uh, jump in there. You know, Dr. Robert Shuler, I've seen him on television all my life, incredible man of God, and he's obviously been impacted by Dr. Norman Vincent Peale. <laughs> a- And And you've you've uh, come out and said that he's the best speaker in the world tell us what's the message that norman vincent peel for those who haven't heard of him <laughs> uh, they might have been living under a rock but uh, what's the message that he brings and how has that impacted you
1: well dr norman vincent peel was a friend of mine for 22 years he and his wife ruth and uh, he had a very positive message and people were a bit spooky about him in those days because they thought he was going to move away from Christ but he, of course he never did and Dr. Robert Schuler, of course the crystal cathedral is gone now when uh, I left the board in the year 2000 and uh, we built the crystal cathedral debt free we left him in good heart financially and uh, then uh, I don't know something went wrong. But he ran up a hundred million in debt and lost the Crystal Cathedral. And uh, you're quite right, he's a genius. And uh, but something went wrong there. But I, I saw him about 15 months ago, and he was very ill. He had uh, Alzheimer's disease, and uh, it was uh, quite tragic.
0: Now you travel around and speak at different churches, and you do seminars, uh, and you know on, on all sorts of topics. What's the What's the main message that you like to bring when you when you speak in a church?
1: Well. You know, I'm tired of Christians being broke. I'm not part of the wealth cult. But, you know, for a 100 years, we've neglected the business world, and uh, we, we don't win them to Christ. If you just go to any church in Australia and, and try to pick out the people who own their own business and are debt-free, you'll be lucky to find one in every church. Now, that's a tragedy because uh, the business people help finance the programs for the politicians when they're running for office. And if we don't reach the business world, we won't change the economic conscience of a nation because eventually they will endorse policies because they're not Christians that will finally disenfranchise us
0: Now, I'm just having a a look through the list of the books you've written over the years, many books, uh, including From Bricklayer to Business Leader, an autobiography. Uh, You've also got a a book called Living on the Edge, an executive pack. One that I'm curious to ask you about is a book called Miss Phillips, You Were Wrong, a formula to overcoming rejection. So who's Miss Phillips? What's the story behind that one?
1: Well, Miss Phillips uh, was the first one to... Uh, Checked me out when I went to school after coming out of hospital with diphtheria, and she uh, she said Peter Daniels you're a bad bad boy and you're never going to amount to anything. And for three years she punched me, she kicked me, she slapped me, but she didn't understand I had dyslexia, and uh, I couldn't put the words together. And uh, so I went back to the school in the room where she said that many years ago, and uh, and the headmaster said look uh, you, I heard you were the worst. Pupil that went through this school, but you're the most successful. I wonder if we could have a photograph for you you to put in the hall. So uh, Miss Phillips, uh, she was wrong, and everybody has a Miss Phillips in their life that is telling them they can't do it or they won't make it. Uh, But they're all wrong, because you see they cannot see into the heart and the soul of a man or a woman that's got a dream.
0: Sounds just like Mr. Murtha for me. Everyone had one. When I was at school, Mister Murtha said, "You'll never be as good as your brother. You'll never make it anything in life, uh, Matt." And uh, I I still remember those words, and and they, you know, plagued me for years. And whenever Mm -hmm. I achieved something, I thought, "Take that, Mister (laughs) Murtha." (laughs) That's right (laughs) Uh, Now another book that um, I'm interested in uh, that you've written is called How to Have the Awesome Power of Public Speaking, the book for mastering the crowd Now uh, uh, it's one of the biggest fears that people have, getting up in front of a crowd Uh, What's your advice? What's what's some hot tips for, uh, for young speakers who want to get up in front of a crowd? Well
1: they've got to ask themselves first of all why would they want to do that Uh, You see, a lot of people think, well, that might be a nice thing to do, but why waste your time doing that if it's not what you really want to do? I I knew that I had to be able to do it. I had problems because I was very, very nervous. And uh, so I practiced for five years. But uh, when things started to happen and people asked me to come, I still had a problem because my nerves were so bad, I'd have to get up at 2 o'clock. Run a mile at 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock. Uh, and uh, because uh, to burn off the nerves, then I'd run back and forth to the bathroom all day. And uh, finally at night before I went, my wife would mix up some milk and some flour and sugar into a glue and I would drink that and that would dry my bowels so I wouldn't have a problem when I stood up. So that was the problem I had for 15
0: years. Um, you've been so uh, active, traveling the world, sharing uh, the good news of Jesus Christ uh, with Youth for Christ and other ministries for many years. There might be people listening that are, have never actually heard the gospel, that that, that have thought, wow, this guy uh, has a, a great rags-to-riches story. God's done incredible work in his life. But it's not all about the riches. It's about the, the eternal riches that you, you've received in heaven. But for those that are listening that haven't yet heard the gospel and maybe might want to connect with God today for the first time. Would you just share with our listeners what is the gospel and how do people respond to it?
1: Well, the, the gospel is more in uh, short term is good news. It's a, it's a, a story of salvation. You see, everyone uh, needs Christ for the simple reason is that sin is an Anglo-Saxon word. It was derived at the archery contests in England. And when the archers sent the arrows to the target and they missed it, The people in a ditch in front of the target would wave a flag and call sin. Sin is missing the mark. They're not reaching their best. They can never reach their best without God's help, without coming to Christ, because then you are released, and you're an entirely different person. The Bible says that you are born again, and God will put behind everything else that you've done, and you can have a new start. Now, you can't get a better deal than that.
0: I just think that's a a beautiful analogy, too, of, you know, missing the mark. And, uh, you know, Christ did hit the mark when he died on the cross for us, didn't he? He he paid the price for our sins. Uh, That's
1: right. I was out with a man uh, some time ago riding a horse, and he was talking about his life and all the guilt he had. And I said, well, John, you can put that behind you. He said, how? I said, give your life to Christ and make him Lord and Master of your life, and he will put that guilt away. And I've seen it work in so many people, and, uh, and of course it's worked in millions throughout the world. And uh, it sounds a bit old hat today, you know, with everyone having their own ideas of how things should be done. But you've got to have a value system, and the best value system that you can get is in the Word of God.
0: Well, we're talking with Peter Daniels, uh, who's uh, an entrepreneur and a successful businessman and served on a number of boards for a number of ministries for many years. And uh, it's been so good to uh, touch base with you today. So if people are interested in finding out more about the business or the ministry that you're a part of, uh, what, you know, people might want to book you to speak at an event or, you, you know, what, what's, the, what's the best website uh, for them to go to?
1: Well, I suppose uh, www.com. Danl D-A-N-E-L dot C-H that's our Switzerland operation but you know I get all this these accolades for, for speaking but uh, I'm really in business and uh, my wife calls my speaking and writing books my hobby <laughs> but uh, it's turned out to be a very big hobby.
0: Well it's been so good to have you on the program today uh, and mate I reckon you're a history maker thank you so much for joining us.
1: Pleasure to be with you thank you so much.